Video recordings of this podcast can be found on RaisingEquity.org and Raising Equity on YouTube. Hey folks, welcome to Raising Equity. I'm Dr. Kira Banks. And in today's diversity download, I want to help you out. Don't make this mistake for Black History Month. Actually, don't make this mistake at all. Don't have uh, your programming, right, that you choose for Black History Month be completely disconnected from what's happening every other day, every other month in your company. It sets you up. It sets you up actually for people to be more frustrated with your work, to not believe you, to believe you're only doing it because it's Black History Month and that it's a symbolic gesture only. If you want them to believe you as an organization, you've got to do the work day in, day out. And this actually came from a client call that I had today. Uh, I had a Black History Month training actually scheduled with an organization. And one of the folks from leadership really actually apologetically was like, Dr. Banks, can we talk for a few minutes? I want to think through something with you. And I said, sure, of course. They gave a call. We talked for like 15 minutes and it was an important call. They realized that as an organization, they had um, not really done the work they needed to do. And that if they had me come give a talk, which they knew what I would talk about in terms of an equity mindset and what's required of an organization and the work that goes into that, that it actually might do more harm than good. And they were apologetic, like, don't be offended. I, I really value you, uh, but I don't know that we should do this. And I said, oh, no, you're not offending me. Like, I actually, I appreciate you, your leadership and your, your willingness to be reflective. Like, thank you. Thank you for not wasting my time. <laughs> thank you, because I don't, I don't like to come into organizations and just talk and then not have any action come from it. I, I really do work to to plant seeds that people can can use beyond me being there, right? I actually don't have the bandwidth at this moment to take on clients in an in-depth consulting sort of way, but I've developed like a 101, 201, 301 arc of learning that can help people understand the foundational concepts and skills, understand what they need to do as individuals to step into developing an equity mindset and this work, and then uh, what it means to put it into action. But that requires they have to do some action and work in between, right? And this this client was honest that that they hadn't done the work to to support bringing me back. And so I say all this to say, for your Black History Month program, Make sure that whatever you're doing is connected to something that's already happening in the organization or that's coming, right? So you don't want to bring a speaker or have a program that is that someone in your organization will come to and say, oh, well, like, but that would never happen here. Or like this person is saying things that that couldn't exist in this space. If they are pushing the envelope and challenging you, which is great, you need to think about as a leader, what do you need to do leading up to that event to prepare people, maybe to prepare their ears to hear what's being said, to start to kind of plant some seeds so that they're more ready to take on what's what's being said and the challenge that's being put out to them. And then what comes after, right? Like maybe you do something like a, a lunch and learn a few weeks later that like extends their learning based on what they heard. Or maybe there's an email that goes out to say, hey, remember our one of our programs said X, Y, and Z? How's that been going? What have you done? Share your share your successes. Share what's been difficult, and figure out a way to to have that program not just live in that month, but to extend beyond that month. Because 
I actually tell organizations they should think about it like like they almost have to earn their right to have programming uh, in the different heritage months, right? Because it should be a both and that if you're going to throw out the red carpet for events in Black History Month, that's great. And that shouldn't be the only time that you're talking about Black folks, right? That shouldn't be the only time you're talking about racism or or anti-Blackness. It should be throughout the year, And same when we talk about other aspects of oppression, right? So when we think about sexual orientation or gender, right, we shouldn't just be talking about them in Women's History Month or, you know, in uh, in June for LGBTQ issues. And we want to be thinking about how we how we do a both and, right? So it's really important for your Black History Month content, right, to 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 connect with something that's happening in the organization. Otherwise, you need to ask yourself, how do we how do we do something like as an on-ramp or an off-ramp to to support people being able to hear what's being said, but also do something with what's being said or what's being um, offered to them in the training. And then the other thing I'd say is be careful. I've seen other organizations have uh, an event in Black History Month and they make it like a, a watered down diversity event that it's not actually about black history, that it's about just like racism in general. And that also can be offensive in the sense that like, okay, you had a Black History Month event, but you didn't really explicitly talk about maybe black people in your organization or the history of your company and and black folks, or maybe even acknowledging some ways in which it's been, it's been um, uh, participated in anti-blackness and the ways that they've course corrected, like something needs to, to be linked and connected to Black History Month. And the reason I say that is, is if it comes off as just like a watered down diversity event, that also can be read as, as offensive as like, oh, wait, you just totally stepped over the fact that this is Black History Month and did this generic event. So again, that both and approaches, if you're doing events throughout the year that highlight different aspects of diversity, different intersections of identity, right? Maybe you do have an event that is more broadly talking about diversity or oppression in Black History Month. But again, you maybe have earned the right to do that because your organization, people in your organization know that you don't shy away from talking explicitly about Black history or explicitly about anti-Black racism. So I just share all this to say, I think it's important for us to not allow our Black History Month events to be these huge star-studded events that then don't get picked up until the next February, right? It it really does feed that, that attitude of you're just doing it for show, that it's just symbolic. And so I actually felt like the this leader who called me today, I told her, I think that that's real leadership. I, I actually said, I think that, that what you're doing is important is actually a better approach than just having the event and crossing your fingers and hoping that people will come or people won't be too upset. Like if you already have a feeling that uh, we maybe haven't done what we needed to do internally to support this, like, thank you for having the guts to say that. And, and, and that's, that's fine on my end, right? Like I want organizations to use what I share with them, not just feel good or challenged that they learned something. And here's the thing, in talking to her, she was saying, you know, I, I'm worried that, that how this might come off in terms of talking about equity mindset, because I don't know that we've we've done what we need to do from the last time you came. But what I'm hearing a lot of, of 
people asking about is how do we navigate microaggressions? So we, we're saying we want to do lean into our DEI work and there'll be a meeting where so-and-so will say something and then it's like you can hear a pin drop. No one knows what to say or, right, like she gave a few examples and I said, well, so this also is a really good moment. Let me pause you. You're not only realizing and reading the room that that this one approach might not be the way to go, but what people are asking for is some support around microaggressions. So let's talk about that. You know, I have a training we can do around microaggressions. We could start with leadership maybe and then, you know, build out so that you can start to model what it looks like. Because I think sometimes people assume, oh, we know about microaggressions, but that doesn't mean that we know how to address them in real time. That doesn't know that doesn't mean we know how to be humble enough to hear the feedback uh, and how we might course correct if we're the ones who are perpetrators of it. And so I think that's a really good uh, reminder for folks to realize that while you might have a vision of what you want people to be ready for, it's okay if they're not, if you are one, doing the work to lead them up to it, but two, giving them a little bit of what they're asking for right now, because that can get them hooked in. They can, they, you can use the fact that people have asked for this, right? And that you know you'll have a little bit of a captive audience. And then you can think about how to bridge content from one training to another. But the important thing is that work that happens in between trainings, right? So just to have the training and not to tr- not put anything into action will, again, feed that mentality of like, oh training after training, what are we doing? What are we doing with it? So just wanted to share those thoughts with you from this client call, because I actually think that there might be some other folks that could use hearing this, right? So for your Black History Month uh, programming, for, for the work around DEI in general, right? One, make sure it connects to the larger work that's happening in the organization and think about how you on-ramp and off-ramp. Two, in terms of the different heritage months, don't let those months be the only time that you talk about that identity. Think about how you can do a both and. Yes, honor that it is that month, especially around as we talk, as we're going into Black History Month, like don't not talk about it, but what are you doing throughout the year, right? And then two, this relates to, or three, which relates to two, you know, don't let it get swallowed up and, and have it just be a watered down diversity event. Do explicitly name and acknowledge whatever that identity group is that you're honoring that month. Don't shy away from being explicit about that. Uh, but then if you're feeling like we need to do more general events, like have that be an and, but don't have it take the place of naming explicitly Black History Month or Women's History Month or Asian American Heritage Month, whatever that month is, so that we can have a both and. Of course, ultimately, we would love to be at a place where this is all integrated and we don't have to have different months. And here we are now in the work consistently over time, where are we headed, but being also honest about where we are and what are those limitations. So hopefully that was helpful to someone as we move into Black History Month and think about what our DEI programming looks like. Honestly, almost two years post George Floyd's murder, when we had a real flashpoint moment in our society of, of, of reckoning, awakening, however you want to think about it in terms of racism. This work has been ongoing for for decades, for centuries, really. But we've had a keener eye on what it looks like to do this work. And so as we think about 
all right, almost two years out, what does it look like? I think it's important for us to be explicit around how organizations are struggling to keep the work going and some ways that we can help each other with lessons learned about connecting it with and integrating it into the work that we're doing, listening for what people are asking for, uh, but also visioning where we need to go. And as a leader in this work, that's the work of thinking about, all right, what does equity look like? What does fairness look like? What does that look like for folks to have access and opportunity? And, and how can I incentivize people moving towards that? It's not necessarily about changing all hearts and minds, but how do we create an environment that is just, that is equitable, that is fair? So thanks for joining me on Raising Equity. You can find me on socials. I'm Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I'm Kira Banks on Facebook and Instagram, Dr. Kira Banks. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.